Hey, all right. So I am now on the line with a Mr. Akoridi Oyoroba yeah. and uh, Obira. Is that right? Yes, yes. perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so you two are both award-winning professional Latin and ballroom dancers, as well as instructors. Is that correct? Yes. You both currently live in Nigeria, born and raised in Nigeria. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. Awesome. And you two have been dancing together since 2010. Is that correct? You said? So you two have been dancing together since 2010? Yeah. Yes, correct. It's awesome. That's awesome. How are you two doing today? We're good. We're good. We're great. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, you know, I guess I, I really wanna I wanna start this this interview out. I am very curious to hear about, you know, both of your childhoods growing up in Nigeria. What was your childhood like growing up in Africa? Okay, I'll start with me. <laughs> okay, so my childhood was. Should I say normal, like every normal Nigerian child? But I think there was a spice because growing up, I did a whole lot of funny things. <laughs> like um, I sold pure water. Do you know pure water? What is that? You know, like no, what is pure water. Oh, yeah, like water, pure you water. Know, you know, we have the bottled water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can make this plastic. I'll show you. So now this is the bottled water. Now there's the sachet water. The one you put in nylon and love. The one you put in that. nylon. Yes. So we have the sachet water in Nigeria. So if you can't afford this, you go for the sachet one. And, and was, <laughs> okay. that, was that your job? Or like what? What would you have to do? Yes, that was what I had to do growing up in Nigeria. Yes. So I saw pure water. And it was fun because I, I I saw it as you know something you need to do to to get going. Like you need to hustle, and growing up in Lagos, you need to be a hustler. You you can't just you can't just be there. You have to hustle really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. That. I definitely understand that. Yeah. And so yeah, and so wait, what part of um Nigeria are you from? I'm from the east, Anambra State. Yes. And so, so and so, uh, and so, tell me this: What did um, I guess you know, what did your parents do? Oh, nothing. They supported it. It was it was the normal thing to do. Every Nigerian child, especially a child that lives in Lagos, knows you have to hustle. Lagos is an hustle city. So nobody is questioning you. Everybody just feel, yeah, that's the normal thing. So it's it's, it's like a normalized thing. And, and so I guess what I mean is, um, you know, what what job did your parents have? What was their job? Oh, okay, okay. So my mom used to be a petty trader, and my dad was just into different businesses, petty businesses too, because he had just retired from the banking job he was doing. So he was into petty businesses, year and year, shoes, clothes, just petty. 
So I was doing my own, supporting them with my pure business. <laughs> All right. And and how many uh, how many siblings do you have? I have two sisters, two sisters plus me. That's three. <laughs> sure enough, sure enough. And uh, yeah. and I'm curious. Take it, come here. Hey, if you can leave a like and subscribe, that would be amazing for the channel. Let's get back to the show. And uh, yeah. and I'm curious. And Chris, what about you, Akaridi? What was your childhood like growing up in Nigeria? Wow, my childhood is awesome. At the same time, it's very, 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 very difficult <laughs> because um, I'm the only child for my parents, you know, and um, I I didn't grow up under them. I grew up under my grandparents, and you know, it's been difficult to try to put one or two things together but it's been good it's been good so <laughs> and i'm the only child so i don't have any story for for you know who are the people that are always there for me and i'm always the god is always there for me <laughs> god is always there but okay man that's, that's uh, i understand man. I, let, let me i want to ask you both this you know growing up in africa you know, what were some of your childhood hobbies? You know, what did you enjoy doing? Childhood habits. Ooh. Uh, what kind of habit are you talking about? Right, what did you do for fun? For fun? Yeah. Uh, say anything for fun. Yeah, I have one. Okay. I love playing tip tennis. Oh, I love tip tennis too. I love tip tennis. That's one of my childhood mm. um, games. I love Wait, playing sometimes. You said you said tennis. You said that, like tennis. You said tennis. What what game? Yes. Table tennis. Table yeah. tennis. Oh, oh, like ping pong. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, are you so good at it? Some, sometimes they will send me an errand, you know, to go and get something. Man, they can send me that errand around eight o'clock thereabouts in the morning. But I will branch my, I'll, on my way going. I will branch to play table tennis. By the time I'm coming back, is is like you know maybe like four o'clock in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. the, you know the thing is when I get back, I know that they're going to beat my ass out, but I don't <laughs> I don't mind for the game. I'll do it. <laughs> wait wait so wait are, are you good at table tennis? Are you good? Are you good at table tennis? Yeah, of course I am. I'm good. He says I, he's good. If, 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 if not for the love of dancing. I, I think another thing I should be doing is step tennis. I love oh, it so much. I don't believe that. It's supposed to be keeping. It's supposed to be a keeper. He loves to keep. He keeps a lot. Okay, we got to... When I come to Nigeria, we're going to play a game, all right? No um, problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, and so what about you, Nega? What were some of your uh, hobbies? Yeah. Okay, so I remember. I love, I love to running. run. I love to run, 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 run. <laughs> that's awesome I, so hey so were you um were you want like your your school uh, track team and all yes i did a lot and so were, 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 so yeah were you, were you were you um short distance or long distance huh were you short distance or long distance uh i did short okay mostly okay. short distance okay sure enough Yes. I did uh, I did cross country in high school one year. Ah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, so when I you come, it. we're gonna run. 
<laughs> I'm not running no more. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah, you two, you know, you're both growing up in Africa, uh, Nigeria. Um, for 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 both of you, I want you both to answer this: How important was music when you were growing up? I love that. I love that question. Music was the it was the bomb. Uh, is that is, is that a right word to use? Yeah, music, I remember I used to sing Fela song growing up because Fela song was the major jam that was playing. So everybody knew Fela song. We knew all his album from Water from. Pastor, Zombie. Zombie, a lot of his albums. So when the new artists started coming out, like Two Face, you Whiskey. know, Whiskey and all that, it was it was fun. And you know, at a point, I even did music. I used to love to rap. I still have the, you know some of my rhymes, you know. <laughs> so music was it was it was huge. She can give you some of the some of the rap rhymes, you know, if you want. <laughs> He used to sing a whole lot of boys to men. He disturbs with boys to men. What's your boys to men song that you're always singing every time? Um, I think it's uh, what's the song now? You you know this song, darling, I I can't explain. See see the smile. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my guys. Don't worry. Now the boys to men was a good group, man. That's old school, but they were good. Very good. And so, and so you so you say you know you you were really into. It. What about you, uh, Akodidi? How how important was music in your household growing up? Okay, uh, because of the kind of place I grew up, um, there is no really opportunity for us to listen to the good music. Yeah, we don't have the opportunity to you know to just go inside the city room, play the kind of music you want to play. But, you know, I know deep down in my soul, I want to listen to something more encouraging, something that I can listen to and, you know, my soul will be embraced. But at the point when I had the opportunity, man, I got to download different kind of music on my phone and, you know, I could express myself the way I want because music is life, you know. So we all don't have choice. We just have to listen to it. Good for the soul. Oh, of course, of course, food for the soul. That is so true. So, um, so, so you two, you know, you two are growing up and everything. Um, I guess let me ask you this: you know, how? I guess when do you all start to get into dancing? How does that come about? Is that? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you all start dancing? Okay. Let me start. Okay. Okay. Um, for me. I started dancing professionally after my secondary, um, after my, I, I, like, 15 years back. 15 years back, but professionally, is just eight years. Because there are many years I was just using it, you know, doing street dance, learning different kind of dance. <laughs> then at the point in time, I now made up my mind that, okay, you know what? I need to take this thing real serious because it's really good. I'm making money while I'm on the street, but if I'm if I if I turn it if I make it professionally, maybe I can make more. Then I went to into into a dance school. You know, I studied for four years, and 
And um, from there, I found love in salsa, Latin and ballroom, you know, and it became something I love so much. And from now till then, I'm still, I'm still doing what I love doing. I came to dance here, yeah, because I'm not home right now. <laughs> and so, and so, and so, yeah. And what about you, Neka? Okay, so dance for me started like um, ten years ago, approximately twenty thirteen. No, twenty ten. Yeah, twenty ten. So that's ten years ago, and um, it was breakthrough for me because um, I was looking for something to do, something I can call my own. And when I stumbled on dance, it was, of course, it was funny because where I come from, we really don't dance. Then, you know, when you dance, I have cousins that will laugh at you and say, oh, come on, sit down. You, What are you doing? <laughs> You're a terrible dancer. So I don't always dance. So I was in the salon one day making air. And then I had this colleague of mine, and she was like, man, Neka, I'm going to teach you something new today and i was like eh, okay so when i'm done and when i finished she started teaching me and i was laughing throughout it was so funny to me it was like trying a new food and you know i was just laughing i said what this what's this and she was like ah you're a bush girl so you don't you don't even know how to dance that was how i stumbled into dance and i know i didn't want to i really didn't want to be like um, nine to five kind of worker. I wanted something different. I just knew it from the onset that I wasn't going to sit in the office like this and then sign papers and then write. I just wanted to be free like a bed, you know, I just wanted to go. And that's how I stumbled into dancing. I mean, it's been fun all the way. Challenging though, but it's fun. Awesome. That's awesome. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of people don't want to have the nine to five Mm-hmm. Where they just sit all day, you know. So, 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 let me ask you this then: um, for both of you all, you know, what did you all start with? Like, what was your, I guess, the first dance that you learned? My first dance was um, ever. My first dance was traditional dance. It's a Nigerian traditional dance. I did that for I did that for two years. What's the name you of know? it? Is a yeah is is a is a different style of dance. It's called uh, bata, atilogun. You know, it has different style of name, but just in Nigerian tradition. You yes. know, our traditional kind of dance. So you have from the east, from the west, from, from the, the south, south and like from that. The different style of dance like that. Yes, from the from Nigerian tradition. Yes. So I then from there I did that for two years. Then one day, one day we were just rehearsing, and somebody just came in. He was saying, "Okay, there's this style of dance called salsa." I was like, "Okay, let me see." Then he was showing, he was showing it to the girl. Since that moment, that particular day, everything changed. I had to live where I am. I want to learn that style of dance. I don't know what it's called then, but I just want to learn it. Then and I had to, you know, go to different salsa class to pay to learn and all of that. You know, I I learned this stuff for six months. There about I paid money to learn it. Then at the end of the day, I found out that okay, man, you can't stop here. You just have to, you have to keep uh, doing what you're doing. Then I went into into the school to to uh, to learn more. 
And so, and what about you, nigga? Okay, so I, I started with salsa. Salsa. And, and that was back in 2010? Yes, 2010. Yes. And, is it, and so is, is that the dance you were laughing at? You were laughing at salsa? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> so, I understand. so you said salsa and then merengue? Yes, salsa, uh-huh. merengue, bachata. So so let me ask you both this then. Um going back to when you first were learning salsa, you know, what what was your beginner stage like? Wow. <laughs> that was that was that was too bad. Because you know, there's something even as an instructor right now, I noticed that uh, um no no matter how good you are even as a dancer or non-dancer, you have to, salsa, we have to disgrace you first before you get the <laughs> movement right. You know, I had to understand that by force as an instructor because I tried my best to break movements down to my student. Imagine me when I was learning it. It was so difficult. So difficult because I'm a kind of slow learner. So at the time I want to get my, move, my movement right, it was difficult for me. I had to go to the class over and over, over and over again before I, you know, now it now became something that is part of me. But, you know, practice make perfect. <laughs> okay, so for me, it, it wasn't that difficult. It was funny. I think um, couple dancing for ladies, especially when you're doing the social parts, it's not that difficult. Like, you can easily flow into it. It becomes... No, it becomes difficult when you want to take it to the professional level, especially for ladies. Yes, because ladies are the receivers and, you know, they are like the... They are the followers. Yes, they are ladies the followers. Ladies are the... So uh, guys the, are the leaders. Yeah, so the ladies have to be attentive, listen, listen and all that. I'm a very good listener. Um, I like to pay attention, especially when I'm dealing with just an individual. So it was easy for me to flow into it. It was easy. Okay, okay, I definitely understand that. And I'll say for you, Akaridi, um, you, you said you were a slow learner, and, and yep. I think I think that probably I think that definitely helps you as a teacher because it helps you to relate to your new students, right? Yep. Definitely, yeah, I definitely understand that. So I definitely understand that. Um, I was gonna ask you a question. Shut. Oh, I was gonna ask you a question. I'm blanking on it. Um, so so yeah, you both get into salsa and everything. Um, and you know, you said your beginner stage was kind of difficult. Um, I guess how do you all meet? You know, how does that come about? When, when do you all meet, and how? Where? Uh, when and where was it? How did y'all meet? How did y'all? How did y'all? How did that come together? Two of us. Um. Okay, you can see that. Okay, so um, when I started, and you know, it, salsa was like a mystery to me, so I wanted to uncover the mystery, and um, so I started going to classes, salsa classes, because then you have salsa in the clubs, you know, a whole lot of clubs. So I was going to classes, and then I met someone, and then he told me, he said, man, there's this huge competition I want you to do. Like I said before, I'm a very good listener. So I listened, but I was doing the street salsa, you know, the kind of salsa that is a do or die affair. You just go, 
wrote the answer like are you get there so um, so when i met the guy the guy was that's kind of person too he was always when we dance so um, when i met him he was like man there's this competition is big is huge and i want me and you to do it you know but i want us to train more i was like okay good good wow and then we went to where he he does his training and that was where i met already uh, because yes apparently the guy was part of Corridor's group because they have a group they have the small salsa group so they will come together and do steps training. together train people that you know people that were really interested in salsa was that was that, that the uh, was that the apex dance company no it wasn't apex dance company then it was it was uh, afro latino yes it was called afro latinos then it be it later became Af- apex, apex dance, dance company, company. Okay, okay, I understand. Um, and I, I remember my I remember my question going back going back to for both of you, I want you both to answer this. Um, you know, you said you said your beginner stage was intimidating. Um could you give advice to someone who is also new to salsa? You know, they're just they're learning it and they're finding it a little bit difficult. What uh what advice, what words of wisdom could you give to that beginner? Oh okay. For me, my advice for the beginners is no matter what you do, no matter what you see in front of you, you have to learn to listen to whoever is standing in front of you, teaching you, irrespective of who the person is. That's one. Then two, you, you, have, to, you have to find a way to go to salsa clubs, salsa classes, professional one and um, social one, go there. In, especially in the clubs, when you get there, there are different type of people that are dancing salsa that you don't even know. They are very, very good at it. You just, what you just have to do is to sit down. You watch them. Learn the way they move. Learn, because it's always good when you sit down and watch. You can learn easily from there instead of learning, instead of trying to stand up to dance to show up to show yourself. Instead of doing that, you just have to sit down and watch over and over over and over before you know it this dance will become part of you even without you learning it just become part of you mm-hmm. or when especially when you now see a teacher that is dedicated to teach you to tell you okay what to do and not what, what and not what to do you will you will you will find it easy instead of you know doing it the wrong way you understand Thank you. Okay, so I think nothing is impossible. Mm. Nothing is impossible. I yeah. I know that because, like I said, I said the social salsa, social dancing is easier because um, anything goes for social dancing, social couple dancing, anything goes. But when it comes to the professional part of it, you have to be detailed. You have to follow the right technique. Even if you're going to go out of it, you still have to stay on it. You still have to understand it, know it well. So that is basically it. But the thing is, nothing is impossible. It may seem hard at the beginning. It may seem impossible. It may seem, oh, I can't get it. But nothing is impossible. The reality is this. If you believe you can do it and you keep confessing, I can do it. Because that was what really helped me. I kept on saying, I can do it. I can do it. 
even when nobody, you know, believed that I could do it, because I didn't have the body, I did not have the look, I didn't have anything that was connected to it. And <laughs> but I just kept on saying I can do it. So when I'm in class and they say, Oh, uh, can we do this? And people are like, Oh no, it's so impossible. I just say, Yes, I, I can do it. Let, let me try it. I can do it. Yes, I'll do it. I so I just keep doing it, keep doing it. And when you keep doing something again and again, it becomes part of you. We have to do it again and again. Practice, you know, makes perfect. If you say you really want something and you're not ready to practice it, you're not ready to keep working on it, then you really don't want it. So I, I think beginners should stay on it. Stay on it. Oh, that, that, no, that's perfect. <laughs> and that's so true. Yeah, it's, um, I think that's life. It's so important, like your mindset, the way you think, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's very important, definitely. That's definitely important. Um, I want to ask you this, you know, because myself and a lot of people, I, I really didn't know that, you know, uh, Africa or Nigeria had professional Latin dancers. So I'm very curious to hear, you know, going back to 2010 when you first, when you both first started dancing salsa, what was the salsa community like in Nigeria? You know, w- what was that like? Um, um, since 2010, although. Okay, let me start this way. There's a guy that brought salsa to Nigeria in 2004. His name is Charles. He's a Ghanaian. He brought salsa to Nigeria. So I think ever since then, salsa has become something everybody wants to learn. You know, the dance community generally wants to learn salsa. It was trendy. So it was trendy. So... If you're talking about now, salsa is big in Nigeria. It's very, very big. It's, it's everywhere. In the, it's, it's all over the... Let me say, out of 36, you will find it in... Out of 36 states, you could find it in um, at least 20, 26 states in Nigeria. Yeah. And right now, we are doing um, a salsa congress. A West African salsa congress is happening in Nigeria. Um, um, 9th to um, 14th to 17th of November. Yeah, it's happening live. So, you know, different um, different countries are coming in to, to dance with us, to teach, to enjoy with us, and um, to do the festival with us. So, Sasa community is a bit big. It's good. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. I, I, I had no idea that, um, you know, Sasa was big in Nigeria, man. That's awesome. So, um, so, so yeah, so you both, you know, you both, you meet each other and you're both in this dance company, Afro-Latin dance company. Uh, I want to ask this for both of y'all, you know, um, and I think you kind of already answered it, Akodidi, but, you know, I guess when and why did you start to take it more seriously? Was it just because you could make more money for it or was there some other reasons? Did you fall in love with it? <laughs> Okay, for me, for me, um, I've, I've always want to, I've always want to do something different. I've always want to do some among my family. I always want to do something different. I'm the only one. I'm the only one that is into entertainment in my in my family. Do you understand? And it, it makes me special. So I've always want to do something different among among them all. So I choose I choose this path because I love 
I love what dance is. I love the way dancers speak with their body. I love the way they pass a message through their body without talking. So this makes me fall in love, fall in love with dance. Then I have, then for, for me to, for he to complete, God gave me a very good, fantastic partner. So I, 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 I just move on with it and um, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing because I love it and I love who I'm working with. I love the people I'm working with. So everything is working according to my good because that's what he said. That's what God said, you know. So um, for, is that? No, I can't hit them. I can't hit them. It's not possible. So for me, <laughs> dance is just everything for me. And that's why even if you check well when you're doing your research, you could see that um, I'm, a, I'm a dance photographer. Yeah, so yeah. so I, I, everything is just evolving around dance. No, I understand that, man. That's awesome. That, that sounds, that sounds like you're very blessed, man. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Of course, yeah. And I'm curious. And what about you, uh, Neko? You know what? What made you start to take it seriously? Seriously, when I made my first cheddar, then I started taking it seriously. <laughs> I, understand. I understand that. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like I'm very serious. I understand. I mean, yeah, if you can make money from it, that's awesome. You don't have to have that nine to five, right? Yeah, I didn't know I could make money. So it was first, you know, to keep fit. It was first funny. Then it was cool. And then later it was to keep fit. Because when I started dancing, I just went this way. I was really tiny. So I was like, okay, it's a good way to keep fit. Then later um, I was caught for a job and... I was paid the same thing someone paid me for a month in a day. And I told myself, I made a vow to myself and I said, Neka, you have to upgrade. You have to make this your livelihood. Boom. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um, she, likes, so she, she likes money a lot. <laughs> she's, not the, she's not the only one i tell you that um, <laughs> so let me let me ask you both this um because it's something that i'm not very familiar with um but I, and I want i want you both to answer this i'm very curious to hear about you know what is it like having a dance partner because i it's pretty much like business partners yeah, but what, what is that like though what is that what has that been like for you two Okay, what is it like to have a to have a partner, a business partner, right? Dance partner. A dance partner, business partner is the same thing. Uh, is is actually for me is actually everything because she called she 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 used to say partnership is like a temporary marriage. You have to you have to sometimes put up with a person shit. Sometimes you have to learn to understand people before you can even relate with them. You know, I think for our partnership, the reason why is the way it is right now is because we 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 let go of petty things, things that are not important. Mm -hmm. And when, when you when you talk about it and you know you talk about it, the main goal is what you're doing, what you what you what you want to achieve. 
is that dance. What brought you together is that particular thing. So you have to achieve it. So you don't have to care about, okay, whatsoever the feelings are, whatsoever you're going through at that particular time, you just have to get the work done. So for me, that is the business. And at the same time, you have, I always understand that I'm with a lady. So I don't, I don't trespass. I don't go through my, I don't go through, I don't go to where I'm not supposed to go to. I have to be at that particular place she wants me to be so that everything can go smoothly. And at the same time, she understands that I am a man. And you need to understand the place of a man. No matter what, even though, even though there was no, there was no um, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend in the, in the game, you know. So for me, it's just understanding and lots, lots of communication. Yeah. Lot of communication. You have to learn to communicate. If you don't communicate, you will, you will just fall. But if there's a lot of communication, both of you will go as far <laughs> as you want. Okay, so um, having a partner is like temporarily married to that person. So basically everything you do, you have to consult the person. Even when you want to go out, you have to tell the person, okay, this is my schedule, this has going to work, and all that, because um, you are practically married temporarily. So you can make, um, you know, decisions on your own. You have to consult the next person, and you have to be in sync. So it's a lot, and it could be very challenging, because imagine um, a young person that is not used to being married, that's not even married, and then you are partners with someone, so you find yourself fighting with the person, quarreling with the person, then you're doing a routine and the person is telling you, okay, I want you to go like, and you say, no, don't tell me what to do. This is what I want to do. And you know, because mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I know I, I did that, so I can tell you from experience. <laughs> I did that, so sometimes he will tell me, okay, you're going like this, I'll say, no, 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 no. I don't like it. It doesn't make sense. Sometimes it does something. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not. Where's the groove? You just. <laughs> so it's a lot, but you have to meet at the center, because I remember when we when we just started a partnership. He used to talk to me a lot. He would sit me down and talk to me and say, No, you can't do this. You have to relax. You have to. We had series of sections, just to understand how to communicate properly and we still try to do it because communication is very very key immediately you misunderstand the next person or you're not getting the message your feedback could be very negative because you don't understand what the next person is saying so you're like oh no 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 i don't i don't care i don't want you know so you're just giving the next person all the negative vibes so communication is really key trying to understand the person for instance understanding comes in this way i'm a very fast learner you can put something now and i go boom 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 and because of the kind of person i am i, I like to rule to the outside sometimes you know i just like to be dear if i'm not dear i feel like oh no i have to be dear 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 dear, dear. so it's just me but he he likes to take his time so in my mind i'm like time and it's like relax i have to take my time you know if you rush me i'm not gonna get it so this was like a major issue because i used to get angry like like you have 
to move and it's like so one time he told me he said you have to relax because you know i'm not a fast learner but you know just relax relax i will get it eventually and the thing is when i get it first the next minute it goes up but when he gets it later he stays and he doesn't forget it so you know two different people trying to understand their strength and weakness and trying to balance it that's the whole idea now that, that, that uh, i understand what you're saying and I, I could see i can understand how that could be challenging it could be very challenging yeah yeah so um so so you know you two you, you link up and you join that dance school I'm, I'm very curious to hear from both of you you know what was it like wh what did you learn from that afro latin dance school you know what did it teach you what did you learn from that experience and actually um it's not an afro latin dance school it's a is a performing arts school where they do dance music and art so there's dance department so that that was where we came from this this is this the dance school um the performing arts is called the uh, society like for the, the performing arts, arts in nigeria, nigeria. span span is owned by um sarah bullos so is a lebanese lady that owns it and is 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 the best is one of the best is one of the best in nigeria yeah, is even the best is normal she's, she's very supportive and she's supporting a whole lot of nigerians that are interested in performing arts so um the school was very very supportive a lot in terms of the yes. in terms of the dance aspect the um the um, administrative training towards we maybe okay you want to start your own business we do, we'll do all those kind of trainings too so it helps in how to manage yourself generally not just the dance thing but the good thing about the school is when you go out there to dance people will know that you came from this place yes people know people in in nigeria if you come to, if you come to nigeria right now and you see some set of dancers and when you ask people if you ask people that okay where are these people from they will tell if they tell you span you should know that these are the people i'm talking about you know that, that's that's grace follow the the, the the students because of the way they teach people there and you know the fun the, the funniest thing is is even Nigerians that, that are training people there. It's Nigerians, but maybe yeah. during the summer period, during the holiday people, they, they bring in professionally, the professional country. dancers yeah. to come train us. So we had a lot of different professional dance celebrities, touch. professional touch. And sometimes they will take you out of the country, if you're lucky, take you out of the country to go train like two three weeks one month two months like that you know at least we've, we've had the privilege of going to different countries like, like two or three countries to train and it's awesome intense, but, you know. yeah so that's really it. cool yeah that's really cool that's really cool i'm very curious so you you joined that you joined that dance school a dance company um i guess why and when what made you decide to start teaching yourselves or you know teaching other students you know what brought that about okay i would say for me 
um, the mentality is always there to give back to the community. No matter where you go to, no matter where you're coming from, you just have to remember that there are people, there are kids like you on the street that want to become something in the future, that want to learn, that want to have the opportunity to learn, but they don't have money to train. They don't have money to use, to, to use for transportation to go to the class. So you just have to, okay, look for a way to give back. So there is a dance school in our community where we stay. So we just have to, we just went to meet them, okay, we can be teaching your students. And that was how we became an instructor in the school. And it's a school, it's, it's another school in Lake Nigeria too. It's another okay. dance school. So um, the thing about, uh, the thing it's about giving back is it helps to empower other people. A lot of people on the streets, a lot of people that need that same opportunity. I know where I'm coming from and I know how much I've been empowered. I know how much my life has changed because I am a dancer. I know I am better off because of the decision I made to dance. Dance doesn't just um, give you the skills of just dance. It empowers you and it pushes you to... To another limit, to different limits, it it tests you. Like you become a new person. It's like you know when you get gold, and then you transform it. When you have raw gold, and then you you put it through the process, and then it comes out in its pure form. That's what it is. Because I've seen a whole lot of people come out from the streets, people that have been involved in theft in different acts when they come into dance and then you know they just become reborn they become new because they see something that they did not see before so dance is yeah it, it's it's transformation because i have seen it happen with people i have seen people with you know nothing and then when they start dancing they accumulate a whole lot I remember a child I was teaching one time, and then the mother told me, she said, this, this my daughter doesn't want to focus on anything. She wants to do a bit and go, a bit and go, a bit and go. But when she started dancing, I realized she stayed on it. She felt like, oh, I could hold on to this. I, you know, because, I don't know, there's just something about dance that when you give it to someone, there's this transformation that you cannot explain. I'm not saying it because sometimes when you think about how dancers are treated or how, you know, a lot of things happen in dance, you just feel like, no, I'm not a dancer. Because sometimes I say, it's, when people say dancers, I just say, I'm an artist. I don't know which artist. <laughs> but the thing is, dance is special. I can't explain it, but it's transformation. It's, it's a lot. It gives you a voice. It's like voice that, you know, you've never had, so you have it. And then it gives you money, too. It helps you become independent. You become an entrepreneur because now you are providing a service and people are paying you for it. And then the more you sharpen your skills and become better, the more people pay you more for it. So it's just, it's just so cool. Yeah, no, definitely. And I understand that. I definitely understand that. Um, so, you know, you both said you wanted to give back to the community. I, I, I'm very curious to hear. Tell me about, you know, your 
your first year teaching, you know, what was it like learning to teach? Because, you know, dancing and teaching are two different skills, right? So, you know, what, what was it like learning to teach? Okay. So uh, I started with kids. My mom is a teacher. Before she started at Petty Trade, so she used to teach. She loved to teach because, uh, I don't know, she started from the Sunday school class in church. And then from there, she started teaching in a school. So my dad, too, used to teach before he started his bank work. He was a teacher. So we were a family of teachers. So we practically understand teaching. So teaching, for me, was just natural because I taught children, too. So it was easy, but hmm, teaching children is a lot, too. <laughs> but... Uh, like I said, with children, it's tough when you teach children. You just need to get to their level, go down to their level, understand them. But for the for the um, teenagers or adults, you just have to deal with late coming. Um, then most of them lose focus. Like you give them an assignment and they don't deliver. They just tell you, oh. Um, yeah, I was doing it. I forgot it at home. Different excuses. So that's what you have to deal with. Then you have to deal with a whole lot of excuses of, oh, I'm coming very far. Excuses of, oh, I have family problems, you know. So that is, those are the major things you deal with when you teach people like this. Yeah, I understand that. Challenges. For him, I don't. I think his students don't get it. You just keep drumming it into their head. Okay, for me, for me, because of because of where where I'm coming from, um, because of the way I'm the way I learn, I believe that um, students are. It's always difficult for them to get things right, especially the age the age um, range that I'm teaching right now. So I, what I do is, instead of me teaching something and at the end of the day, they don't understand it, I make sure that that particular thing I'm teaching, I stuck it in their brain. I teach it over and over, over and over, over and over become, before they, I, 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 the more you do it, the more they become part of it. And if I, if I, if I develop, okay, I develop a new technique to, okay, this is what you are doing today. And I get, immediately, for me to make that stay, I give them an assignment. And if they do, because I noticed that students love my class. I don't know why, but they love my class. You understand? And and I feel because the reason why they love the class is because after the class, I always encourage them. Give so them we words, don't encourage them. I give them words of encouragement. I I I take care of them with my words and I make sure that okay. I let them know that, okay, everything will be fine. I share my story with them. I let them know, okay, this is where I'm coming from. This is where I am today. And you can come from this same place and land in a better place tomorrow. So I make sure that I share the story over and over again. You know, in two, I, started, I started training large number of people in, 2000, from, in 2017. So that after my after my training, you know, we did a, a lot of personal training together, and you know, I just say, okay, let us give back to these people. It's now time. Then they call us to come and teach, and we want to teach, and you know, since then, 
till date, I don't think I've regretted that decision. That decision has been one of the best decision, decision in my life. And today I see people, I see a lot of people that have trained and I'm so happy that, okay, I'm the one that passed this knowledge to these people. Even though I'm no more training them again, I know that, okay, these people have become something because I'm, I, 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 I'm opportune to give it to them, you know? And that's the way I'm also grateful to my teachers. Thank you. Uh, yeah, of course. That's, that's um, I think they call it like the burden of knowledge, you know, is that you have to pass it down to somebody. You have to teach it. So I, yeah. I, I understand that. I definitely do. Uh, I, I'm very curious to hear from both of you all. Um, you know, since you all are professional dancers, you know, is is, is the professional dancer field, is it, is it something that is very competitive? Is it highly competitive? Um, at the point in time, it was because there was a competition called IDO, International Dance Organization. It's from um, Italy. So they brought um, this dance competition, they call it IDO. So, you know, especially for the salsa community, everybody was competing and all of that. They want to, they want to, they want to win something. They want to become a champion. You know, they did it like four or five editions and we won it two times. And, you know, it's, it's always difficult for people to put themselves together to see this person as a competition. Some doesn't see us as a competition, but some see us as a competition. But when we meet in the, on the stage to deliver what we have to deliver, you will tell, you will tell yourself, it's within you, uh, these people, they are bad. They are bad as dancers, you know, you will tell yourself. So the competition is actually within you. You won't be able to say it out, but you will just keep it within yourself that, man, I can't, I can't stand these people. And the, the thing about me is if I see somebody that is better for me, better than me, I try my best to embrace that person and see, okay, how I can learn from that person and learn what I'm not, what I'm, what the, what I'm not doing that the person is doing, you know? So I have to I have to get close to the person, become the person's friend, and you know internally the person has become my my competition, but I am not I am not fighting the person because he knows how to do what he's doing, he or she know how, knows how to do what what he's doing. But rather the person become my friend, and we do you know <laughs> you're not serious. We do we do this thing together and we become best together. That's my own mentality. And I feel that is, is, if everybody is doing that in Nigeria, maybe Nigeria would be a better place for dancers. But you know, there's a lot of a lot of aid because you're better. But the thing is, um, now there's no it's not competitive again because before we used to have competitions. So because of the competitions we had, a lot of people we are ready to train. A lot of people we are ready to dive into those competitions and make impact but now because there are no competitions so and because of uh, the um, new age technology because of social media so a lot of people just want to put their pins online instead of just coming to competition promote themselves they just want to go into challenges and win money or items so nobody's interested in training or you know Nobody's interested in competitions, so you know nobody's competing with nobody again now. So everybody's just oh, we are, oh, 
we are, you know, we are online. We are very visible. People are seeing us. People are liking us. You know, we have 20,000 followers. Oh God, this is the latest move. It's dope. Let's make it trendy. You know, this is what is trendy. So that's basically what's happening now. So, and um, the community here for dance is very, it's not too wide. It's very small. The community is really very small. So if we bring all the dancers together, all the dancers together basically know each other. We know each other. So it's a very small community. So we are not scattered like that. We can actually, you can actually gather everybody and say, okay, this is what we have. So there's no competition. No, nobody's competing with anybody. It's just there. Because even the reality is now, because social media is taking over a lot of things. Even when people contract you to come do a job, and you know you tell them oh i don't want this they just bring someone that's trendy someone that's online someone that doesn't know jack about dance someone that is probably just rolling his handkerchief up and then people are like oh my god oh my god this guy is good they will bring him and he will do just rolling his handkerchief and everybody will be screaming for you you walk your body you put your body in shape just to do a particular routine and nobody's even giving you any like online people are like oh it's too serious we can't even learn it like i'm saying you should learn it i'm saying this is what i do <laughs> so that's basically what's happening now so and um, for me i noticed that um it is it is uh, there's no competition again so we we we're planning to design something for the young people that are coming up that are training professionally right now to use it to encourage them because that was how we are said was so encouraged mm -hmm. because there's something that we're always going for every year so we're planning to bring up a, a, a dance competition like two different dance competitions but yeah. salsa is part of it contemporary is part of it so we're planning to bring it up to see how we can you know involve one or two people that will help us with sponsorship and all of that and mm -hmm. we we put it out there so that people can actually register for it and compete. Yeah, just keep the vibe going. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. That sounds like a wonderful idea. Um, so I, I guess I really wanna, I, I really wanna try and like maybe give value to somebody who may be listening, to to some listeners out there. So let me ask you this. Um, you know, we've already talked about beginners, but let me ask you this for for someone who is an intermediate in a dance, you know, and they want to get to that advanced level. What does it take for them to get to that, that next level? Okay. <laughs> wow. That's um, that a very uh, trickish question. Okay. Let me, let me answer um, for, for somebody that is an intermediate and you want to get, you want to, you want to get to that advanced uh, stage. It's very simple. If you let, let me say your teacher is intermediate, the present teacher that is taking you is intermediate, and you've uh, learned everything that you want to learn from me, move on to the next person. Look for another teacher that is better than that teacher, mm -hmm. that can teach you better, you know, that can take you to the advanced stage, you know, which is what I did. Remember, there was a guy that taught me salsa. And, you know, I noticed that, okay, I want to move on with my dance. I need to get better with this dance. Then I moved to the dance school. Mm -hmm. 
in the dance school, I had somebody that was teaching me different style of dance. And we're learning it, learning it over and over. That my uh, teacher there is far better than the one that taught me salsa. You know, but I didn't forget him. He's inside my CV that he taught me salsa. You understand? So it's, it's like that. So you know, the person, the young people that want to become a professional, that want to get to advanced level in salsa or in any style of dance at all, you just have to move on. Once you've learned what you want to learn in your intermediate step, and sometimes it's always good when curriculum is presented, like you're paying for your class and your teachers give you your curriculum. This is your curriculum for the term. You have three terms with me. These are your curriculum. You finish the curriculum, you know you can dance the curriculum itself. Then from there, you move on to the next person. Advanced stage. When you get to that advanced stage, you will present the same this thing. Because sometimes most um, um, most um, instructors, they don't get to advance. They don't get to advance. They just do what they want to do, uh, beginners, intermediate, and they are, they, are, they are there, you know. Okay. I understand that. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I definitely understand that. Um, real quick, uh, when I, uh, for, for both of you, I want you both to answer this. Um, can you both give me one tip that can make anyone a better dancer immediately? One tip. <laughs> one tip. One thing, one thing, one thing that can make you a better dancer immediately. Like, now, 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 Okay, you just know salsa. So I was on one side, and then you had a whole lot of good dancers that were doing different things. But I just knew salsa, and I needed to move to another level. So I think what helped me was practice, practice, practice. Most of the um, stars that I was presented with, I didn't know jack about those stars. But we had to stay extra hours to practice it, review the step, look into it and you know and before you knew it we became better it's the same thing too with hip-hop i love hip-hop god i love hip-hop and i think i love hip-hop it's just fun so now i don't think i'm like uh, i can really do hip-hop but you know because of the love i have for hip-hop when I practice it, I put my all into it. You know when someone is doing it from here, and you know when the person is just like this. I just put everything, and people are like, wow. You, you, do you do hip-hop? Man, I don't do hip-hop. Oh, I love hip-hop. So when I practice it, I just put my all into it. So I think practice, yeah. continuous practice. Yeah, that's always important. That's always important. Yeah, it, it's, it's the same thing I want to say. Practice. Because <laughs> without without practice, without you practicing, no matter what you're doing, you are you are you are wedding things together. 
you are repairing radio, you are making phones, you are doing, you have to practice. Before Bigate get to where it got to, he practiced those things. So practice is just the key word. Once you have somebody that is taking you, that is teaching you every day, the key word is you practice, do your personal training on your own without the person. Really? Okay, let me give you an example. I I was going through my Instagram today, and then I saw um, an old choreography I did. And so I was looking at the dancers that were doing it, and then I saw one particular one. Um, the guy used to be a very terrible dancer. God, I remember he was even at the back. So when I saw the video and I saw him, I was like, Jesus, is this not this boy? Because I saw him dance recently, and in my mind, I was like, wow. You know the funny part? This guy was in front. Recently, he was doing a piece, and people were screaming. Even me, I had to stand up. I was like, God, that's the magic of dance. Even as a dancer, I see dances, and I stand up, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. So I think one major thing we don't one major attitude we don't have is training we don't have this culture of training yeah we just feel like oh i've gotten there but the thing is in life we are all learners so we keep learning relearning learning relearning you know so i think practice practice stay on it don't let it go just stay on it that's the key thing because yeah. when you practice something continuously it becomes a part of you so even when they wake you up and they say do it, you just do it naturally because it's a part of you. So practice is, is just it. Yeah, no, that's that's uh that's that's very, very true. Very, very true. Um so yeah, I think at, at this point, you know, I really wanna I wanna thank you both, you know, so much for taking time out to talk to me. Thank you. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I want to ask you two this question real quick. So, last couple of questions. You know, what are some of your upcoming events? You know, what do you have going on in your life? Okay. <laughs> okay. For this, oh my God, he's so much. For this, um, for this um period, you know, this is like you know this um. Is it? Uh, Things we'll be doing, like projects. Wait, are you talking about our projects, different projects that we're, co that we're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is a chance, yeah, a chance like to plug everything you have coming up, definitely, to advertise yeah. it, market it. Okay, like um, on. Uh, we have a pigeon um, festival, okay. a pigeon concert. We're dancing there in the pigeon concert. We did it like a few months back. So they are doing it again. I think they are doing up to 17 shows. So that's one. Then two, we have a, a, a um, West African Salsa Festival. And we are doing our own production. Like that's Blackout. It's called Blackout. You see it, if you check Apex Dance Company, you see it on the page. It's called Blackout. It's coming up in, we are doing it in uh, on the 17th. On the on the nine uh, twenty two, and on the on the on the fourteenth of December, so uh, that's our own personal stuff. Then um, uh, in February we are doing our our personal event, Korean Nika. 
we're doing our personal uh, dance production where we are talking about where we are talking about dance where we are doing dance production different stories put together and you know it's going to be awesome so that's what we have for now and um anyway i i was saying it i was telling her the other day that i'm looking for like an um, international competition where we can represent nigeria where we can register and represent nigeria you know i was saying it you know so i don't know if you know one just let me know we can register for it because there's a lot of competitions but they don't they will say okay um foreigners are not allowed so i don't know yeah, I understand. I definitely understand that. And if I do find anything, I would definitely let you know. Oh, um, no hey, hey, let me ask you both this question real quick. You know, how can people get in contact with you? How can they reach out to you? Okay, our number uh, information is on the is on our, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. We have our, our details there, and our numbers are there. Our emails are there. So they can get through to us, and very soon uh, we're launching. We're launching our website. So our, our website is coming up like in a, in a month's time. It should be ready. So on Instagram is Koreaneka at Koreaneka. On Twitter is at Koreaneka. On um, Facebook Koreaneka. So everything Koreaneka. Even uh, if you want to Skype with us, it's Koreaneka. You know, I just opened that to the because of you. So, <laughs> so um, when I when I upload this, I'm gonna make sure I plug all your social media handles and all that, so people can find you. Okay. Hey, hey. So yeah, like I said, I really I want to thank you both so much for taking the time to talk to me. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank, thank you, you so much. We are happy for this interview. Hey, thank you so hey. much. Thank of course, you. of no, course. We share yeah. it. We share it. We share it on our uh, social media. Please, please, yeah. And, and um, the next time I'm in Nigeria, I'm gonna make sure we link up and we will play some ping pong. You want to come? You come to Nigeria before? I have not come. Though. So the next time I do come, though, when I do come. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you look like a Nigerian. If you want to be honest, man, um, I'm actually 44% Nigerian, man. You said. Uh. I'm actually like 44% Nigerian. Uh, I did one of those like little, you know those little spit tests you do? 21 yeah. and me? Yeah, they said I was 44% Nigerian. I was quite surprised. Wow, nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I, actually, you look you look like a Nigerian. <laughs> if, you say so, if you say so, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. Hey, yes, yeah, so like I said, thank you so much, man. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day, all right? Yeah, you thank too. Thank you, and you too. Hey, hey, right. hey, hey. <laughs> All right, so hey everyone, um, if you made it this far to the end of the video, I want to thank you so much for just, you know, um, watching this. I, I really hope that you found value in this. Um, my whole goal in this endeavor is, you know, to give a voice to people, to dancers, and and to give value to, to the dance community. Um, so if I'm not giving value, it's kind of pointless. So I, I strongly urge you to please comment and let me know where I can improve, what I need to do better, what, what I'm doing wrong, and, and hopefully what I'm doing right, you know, but my overall goal is I want to give content. I want to I wanna be helpful. So 
please, please let me know where I can improve upon. Um, I'm new to all this, you know, so this is, I'm learning as I go. So um, I need like feedback, please comment and just let me know how I can improve. I would greatly appreciate that. That means the world to me just to, to be able to interact with you all, you know, have a conversation with you and just, you know, see what you like and what you don't like. Um, that means the world to me. I love interacting with you all. It means so much to me. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for making it this far into the video. Um, you know, I gotta say, uh, please leave a like, subscribe. If you don't like it, then let me know why not. Um, hit the down like button, hit the unlike button. Um, but, you know, um, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it.